0: I go to Shabbos There's nothing that you speak about more in your life. Maybe you don't chab, then you see mitzrayim. Right. If you pay attention to your tefillahs, to your benching, to all the mitzvahs, especially on Shabbos Kaidish, everything in Yiddishkeit is zecherly itzius mitzrayim. Right. Some people say, like, get over it. Been there, done that, or Bar HaShem out. Maybe we should move on a little bit. Yet the Torah doesn't stop. You can, for homework, count how many times the Yitzhi Mitzrayim is mentioned in the Torah. It's all sorts of numbers. It's incredible. Why is the Yitzhi Mitzrayim, the Ten Makis, how is this so important in your life? The needs need to understand why was there 10 makas? If a K'shboham would have brought any one maka and not have taken it away, what would have happened? They would have let us out, right? The reason power is being difficult is why Keshbacha kept on moving. That means that Keshbacha wanted to bring 10 makas. The number 10, why not? Sounds geschmack. 10 makes a minion, what? Wrong. There's a very specific reason for the number 10. Some of you might remember a Mishnah novice ba'asara ma'amoros nivroilam Hakadosh Hu said the word vayomer well nine times vayomer one time berachus but there's ten times Hakadosh spoke and he said and tells us as far that the ten makis work, are connected to ten mamoros that's beautiful ten and ten what shaykes. It is very simple. I'm I'm asking you to please listen to me for just a minute or two to understand something. Is there anyone that was around while who created the world? No, Baak Hashem. I thought maybe we'll have some hallucinating people. You are not around, Baak Hashem. So how do you know who created the world? Amuna. So you don't know. You believe. Ha felt that it's very hard to tell Yidin to believe in something as difficult to comprehend as Nachash Boshu just said, are and it was light, and whatever else Nachash said. So Boshu said, "Before I give them the Torah and I ask them to keep my six hundred thirteen mitzvahs, I need them to know for a fact that I created the world." <coughs> and Boshu went ahead and brought ten makis, and I don't have the time to go through it. But if you'd like, I could give you the marmakaymis and the svarim, who show. How the ten correspond exactly. The, the second is Or, And the ninth is just an easy one. The ninth one is Makis Chayshech. It means the Cheshbohu went ahead in the opposite. He destroyed the Bria. Or I should use the better word. He changed creation to prove. How do you prove someone that you created something? If you can undo it and redo it back. So basically the ten Makis were here to be Mechazek aramuna. Because the Asar Mamaris, we weren't there. So Kajbahu went ahead and showed that he controls the entire Briya. As many have heard, Bistama, the 10 markers were specifically chosen. Kajbahu, the mark of Dam was the water. It's Fideya's water creatures. Kinam was the whole land turned into Kinam. Or of his land animals. Dever's life and death of animals. And you go on so forth. skin goes to people. And then you have borrowed the rains; Arba, the winds; Chayishchik is the sun and the moon, and then obviously life and death. It's exact. It's here to be All those Zeichel Tiyas are here. There are stories of Talmidim of the Chavetz Chaim, who said during these parshias and during Pesach, the Chavetz Chaim was seen acting out the makis. wasn't seen. He was heard. He didn't do it in front of people. Chatzke 11, today, you were able to, he was be in his room. People would listen to him. And he was, Mamish, playing out the makas. He about G'dayli Yisrael. If one of us did it, they would send us to, to a home. We we're crazy people. They lived it because their entire moon is built on these 10 makas. They literally, Chavetz Chaim would say when it says the Chavetz is to play out the maka and laugh. It's a little out of our range, so it sounds weird to us, but it's okay. If, it sound, if the Chavetz Chaim sounds weird to you, just remember you're the problem. Not the Chavetz Chaim, okay? And Rebchatzko would would play out Kriyash Yamsuf. Saying, he would say he would pick up his pants and pretend that it's... Like, he would relive it because his whole moon is built on this. He, Rebchatzko's amun was not built on the Asara Mamaris. That was what he believed in. But his chizik and the belief of Asara Mamaris happened. So when HaKashboru changes nature, Bach, which he still does till today, what's the point? It's to show us it's real because when everything goes smoothly... It's a very famous story about an artist who created the most magnificent piece of art. He made a horse. And the horse looked 100% real. You could not hop that the horse was fake besides the fact that it didn't move. He was, and the way it worked was back in the day, people who created these gorgeous pieces of art would go to the marketplace. People would be like, wow. And then they would get famous and they would sell their pieces of art. This guy went to the marketplace and was convinced he is going to be the hero of the day. He's standing there and people are walking by, walking by. Not one person even stopped to look. He was shattered. He was looking at the pieces of art around him. A joke. And people are standing by them like, oh, amazing. How did you do it? He could not understand what he did wrong. He went over to a smart friend of his. He goes, could you explain this to me? He says, it's it. Yours looks so good. People think it's real. Who stops to look at a horse? She says, what should I do? He says, take it and slice it right down the middle and put them about an inch apart. Every person will stop and say, oh my gosh. He sliced the horse in half. Unfortunately, no other way. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, uh. everyone thought there was a real horse split. And then all of a sudden, it's what? That it's not real. Because real horses, I don't know if you know, but maybe not on farms enough. I'm from Borough so I I know more about farms. He sliced the horse in half. It doesn't whatever it gets messy and stuff. So the mice when he saw a clean slit down in the middle of a horse, why did a Hu change the brio? It was working so perfect, who said there's a god? It runs perfectly. Hilikabach. When a Hu makes something normal stop. When he makes a person get sick, our human bodies work to perfection. When he sends a person an ailment, what's the point? Kashbahu says, "I'm in charge. Look, I made a change, and now you're going to go ahead and daven and go thing. And will have a four shalom if you're zayicha, so you'll know that good health comes for me." When a Kashbahu changes something, like he did by the makis, that's for Achizik and Amuna. I mentioned recently we were talking hashkafa before with the Bachrim, the older Bachrim at and I said the people in Eretz Yisrael before October seventh were convinced. That this will runs safely because there's a system in place. For anyone who was smarter, said it's shteot. There's no system that could protect us from billions of people who want us dead in one minute. They had a choice. But guess what? No one was convinced. that Akech Baruch Hu really was watching over us. You know how we got convinced when Akkodsh Baruch Hu broke the system, and he said, "Let me show you what happens when I'm not there." What happened? <sighs> oh my gosh! No, no, you really. Why are people responding by putting on phone? Why are people responding by putting on sitters? Why the Shiram and these kibbutzim that never, ever, ever had a sitter in them? What's happening? Oh, we thought it was the fence. Oh my God, I didn't hop. And then a couple of losers come with a couple of knives and get through a billion and a half dollar fence. And then all of a sudden, maybe it's not the fence. Maybe it's a barrier. That's what the Makis did for us. When Hashem breaks the system, it's the only time we hop. And when did we get out of Mitzrayim? twelve recognizes, oh, because Baruch was in charge. Then it works. can we be mechazik in It says by only one makkah that you should tell your children about it. Does anyone know which makkah that is? There's one makkah that it says, Only one makkah, you know that? Give you a hint. It's one of the three makkahs in Parashas boy. Who? Makas? No, there's only two left. Who? Bar as last week. Arbev. i you know We get the Marcus Arbev, and it says that you should go ahead and you should tell your children. I could ask you a very simple question: How come only Makas Arbev says the Rishonim ask this question, and the Rishonim say because to tell your kids that something happened, maybe they won't believe you. Says Ramban, there's one market that's still relevant today, and that's Marcus Arbev. you know this Ramban? Ramban says, till today, no Arba ever returned to Mitzrayim. Till today. That means if you take an Arba into Mitzrayim, it's going to pop out. If you want to know where the border of Mitzrayim was back in the day, take grasshoppers. Ramban says, you put it on the border, it's been tried. They will bump out. Because Ramban says, there won't be any more Arba. Says the Ramban, you know why you can tell your kids about Marcus Arba? Because Marcus Arba, there's still a sin in today. The strongest way to make Hasek is when you can still show people today. Which is why Kach went ahead and made the makis because he couldn't hold you. He can't say, oh, yeah, I, made, I created the world. So he showed it to you. Says Ramban, you know why that's the most compelling mocket to share with your kids? Because if you're bored, you can go back to Mitzrayim, assuming it's not a or but you can go right out of Mitzrayim and go ahead and what? Put grasshoppers. Ramban says on this, He says it's a mitzvah. To talk about grasshoppers. We don't have the time. Grasshoppers have been used. Since then, if anyone wants, they could check up what happened during Shemitah in the year 1953, I think it was. What happened when the entire north of Eretz Israel, around the town, there was only one Shem- Shemitah neighborhood and there was a, a, a pandemic of grasshoppers that ate up everything. The only city that wasn't touching. There's aerial pictures you could see. The only Kodimiyas was not touching. Not one grasshopper walked in. The Vizkorov said, look, HaKosh again is doing Sichu Bechal Nevedel. He's showing us the Mark is Arabah again. Look at Rahman, it's a fascinating thing. How, but what's the key Baqan I'm trying to bring out? That Kushbook is giving us Lamantis Saper. But let me ask you one question. How come it says Lamantis Saper? But How many times has your father spoken into your nose in all your years? If he did, please come over to me afterwards, we'll talk five. I assume when your father speaks to you, it's in your ears. So why does the Torah have to say Lamantis Saper? You ever thought about that question? The weirdest thing. If one had lamanta saper Lubincha, how many bracham would have chapt that must It's there. As he masks him to the kasha, you can see it inside, good kasha or not? Uh, lamanta saperly. Really? Look, check it up. Lamanta saper, but osle bincha. It's not lamanta saper lebincha. You wouldn't chapt in these ears. So the haluk haPanim chos says a moedik He says, when do you whisper into someone's ears, and when do you talk? So if you're sitting in a room with someone else and it's quiet, you're going to talk loud. When you whisper into someone's ears, so this week Monday night I was by chasna, my nephew's Hasna, I was trying to talk to my brother. We couldn't hear a thing because the music, if you know, is so loud. I literally was talking to him like this. whispering so I was into my brother's ears but I wanted to say, when there's a lot of background noise, you have to speak into someone's ears. Says the Heligoponovitcherov. You know why you have to speak into your children's ears? Because there's an entire world today of noise that's telling you the reason October 7th happened is because this the misty thing from the Mossad and the, and the shtusim that you're getting fed, the poison every single day by different media outlets, including the Frumahili ones. They're all quoting the same sources of shi'ot, and there's so much noise telling you that Baruch Hashem, will be an investigation, we're gonna find the culprit. That's noise! That's garbage! that's filling your head that there's, there's a human being that was involved in this. It was the So you know how you have to do it? You have to say you gotta talk into your kid's ear to make sure he does not get distracted by all the noise Bachar. That's why the Ebershit does these things. The Ebershit did not bring an event like October 7th, to hurt Yiddish and Kinloch. If it wasn't necessary for us, it would never have happened. Um and I have to judge who, when, why, that's not the goal. The goal is to understand events happen. I told the Bacham this morning. Now what inspired me to this is that just this week the Rashivis and Hatusal went to Mesh Halers to ask them what we need to do, and they said the chizik has to be today, and I shared this with you earlier, is to remember everything that happened was from the very And the only way we're gonna get out is if we recognize that. If we start following the news and listening to why things happen, loyalichem, who knows what could happen. Because Bok has to wake us up again. So what's the chizik? The Elisha says, I'm going to continue making isim. So I want to just finish off and tell you, uh, some mitzvahs that were told were given to us as a shmirah. The mitzvah of tefillin was specifically given to us as a shmirah. If you look at chazal, when you're fighting an enemy, they'll see your tefillin, they'll be scared of you. Tefillin was given to us. Whoever thinks that this phenomenon, that tefillin is saving soldiers' life, started by this gewaldic war, you are it absent from history. Tefillin has been used as a weapon. There's a, a, a story, there's a yid that was nifted in Tavshin Ayin Gimur. It was about 11 years ago. His name is Herschel Schoenfeld, Mel Schoenfeld. an unbelievable yid. He would tell his story. He was almost 100 years old, 10 years ago. And he would tell the story how when everyone took one thing, they were allowed to take one thing before they left in World War II. He took his phone. He didn't even realize. He goes through his life how many thousands of times his phone helped him. One of the craziest stories, personally, he was in the Carpathian Mountains. He was a, a partisan. He was hiding in the mountains. Anyway, he used to go out to get food and come back. And one of the German dogs tracked him down and put his head he said he can't imagine what it was to see these vicious i assume german shepherds with his teeth looking down barking to go call the nazis to come find him they thought it was all over he says all of a sudden hit him he opened up his pocket he took out his phone and went like this and the door went running and he goes on to say how the troll mummies one by one i want you to know the fact that the ebristen makes that in this year we go ahead and we see how many fry you not sharing Stories about film. What's the point of it? Why is Eibusha being Mechazikas in that way, it's such a Gilui? It's because Eibusha wants us to see. Don't take my word. take word? But sometimes it's hard for people. So the Abish is giving us real-life stories today that the Tzvul will be or the to be Mechazikas. I'll finish quickly with a story that just happened. I won't use Holocaust stories because it's too. Holocaust is ready for you, like I like we talk about Yitzchus Mitzrayim. That's today's generation. So let's forget the Holocaust, because that happened already, you know, who knows how many thousand years ago for some of you. There's a mice that just happened. I told about just means a few weeks ago. There is a, uh, unfortunately, a secular Jew who walked in into in a farm store from the neighborhood. And he comes in, and it was weird. He didn't belong in the neighborhood. He didn't belong in the farm store. He so says, not that kind of guy. And the storekeeper's easy. He says, how can I help you? He wants to buy something for the holidays or whatever. I'm going the guy comes in and says, uh, Rabbi, my grandfather just passed away. And this is his spiritual. How much can I get for it? So there's a firm's far, firm's the guy. He says, ah, sure, you sell it. He says, it's your grandfather. It's sentimental. Keep it. You know, get connected. I'm not for sentiment. To me, it's worth as much. He didn't leave much money over, whatever, he, whatever this is worth. He says, I can check it to you, but I'm really uncomfortable doing this, taking his phone away from me. Yet. He says, listen, this is the best thing that's going to happen to Is that another year will wear it? He says, I'm not wearing it. Goes to the back, takes some time. The guy's browsing around the store. It took a while, the customers came in. He checked it, he came back. He said, you understand, these are gorgeous films. They're magnificent. He goes, of course. He goes, my grandfathers a rough. Of course he had good films. He goes, oh, I know. I thought, he thought that some secular yid. Can't believe it. And his mom says, tears going down. He says, listen, I'll give you, I could get a customer for this, no problem. But I, you sure you want to sell it to Guy says, tell me what it's worth in cash. Anyway, as they're standing there, a woman who looks just as religious as him walks in. She says, I, I, I need a mamish emergency. Do you have a pair of phone that I can walk out with? He says, uh, "Why? what happened? He says, my son, was secular Jews, my son's in Gaza. He's part of uh, six people in a group. Two of them are religious, four are not. And the religious ones ask every day, they try to push these, the secular ones to put on the phone. And he says, for some reason, my son and his friend went ahead and said, we're going to put on the phone today. The other two put their foot down the nuts. says they were hit. Those two soldiers that didn't put on phone died. My son said it was miraculous how things fall. It survived. It's for short film. Mom, I need you to go buy me one today. He says, can I buy one? So he looks at the guy. He says, I have a deal. Guys, one second. Right, let me rethink this. I'm going to take it home for now. I, I might want to keep it. I'm It was in a... a I even wrote it down. It was, it was an interview in one of the... There's a Lalamdach, there's a a weekly gillian at Yisrael where the storekeeper interviews and says, Oh, this nice. my son. Abish had to go ahead and be misaf, that he should be stuck in the store, that this lady should walk in. And how did he recognize? He needed for his amun. It wasn't enough that Chazal saves the protections. What did he need? He needed a secular woman who looked just as secular as him to come in and tell him, Oh, Trulham saves you. Now I want it. Welcome, this is to be aramuna. So when you hear stories out of Eretz soul, you hear stories, whatever it is, remember that Ibishta gives us grasshoppers. Today it's aramuna. So take the time and focus this week when you're listening to laning when you're going through the Parasha with Rashi this week, to listen, you see us me So every time you start saying it, you'll feel it and you'll be Machuzik and yamunah. Have a wonderful Shabbos.